0: Conrad, it is
1: so good to see you. You, as usual, make me look physically terrible. You, you are, are in well the flesh. dressed. I've, you got the 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 hair is amazing, which is for me is an amazingly low bar. But uh, it's great to see you. Great to see you. Uh, you know, the first person I saw at Tech Show that I recognized was you. I saw you at the bar, give you a hug.
0: It's nice to be back in the hugging world. Awesome to give you a hug. We're here at ABA Tech Show in Chicago. You've got some sessions that you're talking. What are you talking here at Tech Show?
1: Yeah, so I am, as usual recently, talking about CRM again. Intake management software, CRM, how to do that right. That is with our amazing friend, Maddie Martin from Smith AI. I'm also doing a review of tactical marketing plans with Gina Guzman. And then I'm also joining CallRail, coming back to the CRM function. My message on the CallRail part is many of you smalls and solos who don't necessarily want to invest a ton, in your marketing tech stack, CallRail can really be a great solution for really using that as intake management software. So that's what we're talking about. For I me, mean, what about yourself? What are you talking about? I know you're doing 1660. Right? 1660,
0: that's it. As the uh, vice co-chair, I am relegated to the sidelines from speaking for the most part. But I will be doing 1660. We've got some great tips. Um, you know, that's really the fire hose. We just throw a bunch of stuff at you at the last day. So you can't walk away and say, I didn't learn anything new. We guarantee that you'll learn at least one thing new. So I'll be participating in that. Guarantee, huh? Yeah, well, I, right. I know. Well, or are my 15. My 15. On, my yeah, 15 on your 15. Yeah. Um, Talk about nanotechnologies. So, Conrad, in this episode, what else are we talking today besides
1: tech show? Besides tech show, the other person that Gee and I ran into at tech show was Carolyn Elefond celebrating the third edition of the Amazon best-selling book Solo by Choice. So she is joining us. You can hear more from Carolyn about her book, and that is that's gonna be amazing. I always love talking to her.
0: Awesome. So grateful to have her. And now, what makes the world go round? Hit it.
2: Welcome to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing, teaching you how to promote, market, and make fat stacks for your legal practice here on Legal Talk Network.
1: Welcome to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing, live from ABA Tech Show 2022. Let's hit the news. All right, Guy. So last night, Bob Ambrosi's Startup Alley competition came up. Who was the winner? We actually both know the winner fairly well.
0: We do. A lot of great entrants. Thank you all for participating in Startup Alley. Really one of the cool kickoff events of Tech Show. And congratulations to Turn Signal yeah. on their victory. And tell us about Turn Signal, Conrad. Well, Turn Signal will not describe themselves as this, but I will because this is what it is
1: this is a driving while black app. Okay. So we talked about uh, calling things out as they are. It's a really fascinating product where if you get pulled over by the police in real time via video conference, you can have a lawyer in your car with you to walk yourself through that process. Now, I've never felt like I've needed a lawyer when I've been pulled over on those very, very few occasions, but I happen to be a white dude and I expect my experience being pulled over by the police is very different because of that, and so we talked to these guys about a year ago. I think both of us. They were doing some fundraising. It's a very, very interesting application. It's a very interesting commentary, frankly, on society.
0: I love them. They're passionate. What do you think's in the future for Turn Signal? Well, you know, it was, uh, again, congratulations to them. There's obviously a lot of interest. Uh, they garnered the most votes at Startup Alley. You know, some of the conversations I've had at the some questions around you know, does having a lawyer on your dashboard uh, actually de-escalate? Literally on your dashboard. Right. And, um, you know, to turn Signal's credit, as the presenter brought up, you know, they've really made a lot of inroads with law enforcement and corporate sponsorships so that even the example that he gave during the presentation was that there was an encounter where the officer was familiar with turn signal and turn signal and allowed the driver to continue to have turn signal on the dashboard. So again, you know, trying to give it both ways there. I think there's some interesting issues, but in terms of providing some visibility and accountability into the encounters, I think it's interesting. I think we'll see, I'm going to be very curious also from the Criminal defense bar, what their thoughts are in terms of de escalating or escalating police encounters by having a lawyer at the scene. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting perspective on this. The other
1: thing that I found fascinating with Turn Signal was if I was running Turn Signal, I would have lawyers paying really a lot to be a part of that network. And that's not their model. That's really not their perspective on things. And so, at the risk of sounding like I'm pitching for Turn Signal, um, depending on what market you are in, it can be a really interesting way to get yourself out there. All right. There's more stuff that came out of ABA Tech Show. Just before Tech Show launched, Lawmatics made a big announcement. And gee, I know you are an investor in Lawmatics. I know we are both close friends with Matt Spiegel. He is a third-time legal tech entrepreneur, super successful. So I know you can't really crow about it, but I know you can talk about it. So what did Lawmatics announce and why do we care?
0: Well, I'm going to uh, force listeners to go check out the details of Lawmatics. Like I said, I'm an advisor, a personal friend, and I have a dog in the fight with Lawmatics. But I think the thing that I've always respected about Matt and really the direction that Lawmatics is going in is that he's listening to the users. And so one of the complaints that we hear from lawyers all the time is, you know, they don't want to sign up for like 20 different things to do 20 different things. I think, um, in fact, Janine Lambert, when we were recording our talk on our 60 and 60 mentioned this but you know there's this idea of bundling right and so lawmatics is breaking into you know it started out as CRM you've got that experience the onboarding and client relationship process is the center of it but now it's growing into additional practice management areas payments stuff like that so again the idea is if you're a lawmatics uh, user you're going to be able to move more in the direction of running your firm on lawmatics which I think is a uh, you know, a benefit for their users
1: and an obvious step forward for Lomatics. Like it was, like it wasn't really a surprise that this is where Matt put his investment dollars. Yeah. Okay. And finally, the
0: Keen Award winner
1: was announced at Tech Show. Geek, can you tell us about the Keen Award winner?
0: yes congratulations to Greg Siskin you know again I think if you've been in the at the intersection of law practice and the web Greg is one of the very very earliest influencers uh, immigration lawyer and so congratulations to Greg and if you're I would say this too because I mean, Greg's very generous with some of the information stuff that he shares about uh, what he's done from a business development standpoint but go check out visalaw.com that's his site, and uh, again, it's one of the, if not the oldest law firm websites on the web. So congratulations to Greg and for his leadership and winning the Keen Award. All right, let's take an ad break. Learn by doing with Practicing Law Institute's award-winning on-demand interactive programs. Developed by experts in learning design, Smart firms use CallRail to track where every lead comes from. PPC, LSA, organic search, or even offline ads. CallRail tells you which channels drive your best leads. CallRail even
1: integrates with your favorite CRM or practice management tools to help manage your leads and see the ROI on your marketing investments. Know exactly which marketing tools work. Plans start at $45 a month. We recommend CallRail to every single one of our clients. Go to callrail.com slash lunch hour now and try it for free.
0: And now for our Clio Legal Trends Report Minute. Conrad, did you know that 66% of consumers consider online payments their top choice when paying for legal services. I keep coming back to this. Only 66% who's who's like yes, what I really
1: want to do is mail you a freaking check.
0: Yes, I want to bring my bag of cash to your office to pay I, I mean, you.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: If you're still only accepting checks by mail, you may want to reconsider. <laughs> you may you may want to welcome yourself
1: to this century.
0: Online payments are helping lawyers introduce greater flexibility and convenience to clients. In fact, in addition to online payments, preference for automated payments and ones made through mobile apps outranks mailed-in checks by a whopping 13%.
1: Well, so like that that's a no-brainer more for the law firm than the consumer. Get those payments like I remember sitting down with Mike Ramsey when I was starting my agency, and he said, one of the things that you should do is accept credit cards early on. And I was like, no way, it's like a three to 5%. And he's like, but you don't have to think about it.
0: Right, and even though it might be obvious to Conrad and Gee, here's what's in it for you. Cleo has found that firms using online payments collect as much as 16% more revenue per lawyer. Again, no brainer, the
1: math is, I mean, this is not, this is not even pre calculus. This is this is abacus work.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think there who is I'm gonna probably misattribute so if you're a listener and you wanna hashtag L H L M Us, but you know, making it easy to take people's money is like Rule number one of business, right? I believe
1: that is in,
0: it's not in the market, the the five Ps of marketing, but it's it's before the five Ps of marketing. Yeah, it's before I was in business for sure. Anyway, to learn more about the impact of online payment technology on law firms, download Clio's Legal Trends Report for free at clio.com forward slash trends. That's Clio spelled C-L-I-O dot com forward slash trends.
1: So, Guy, we are super, super lucky to be joined by Carolyn Elfon. And I knew Carolyn, I want to say, back in 2007, when I first got into the legal marketing industry. Solo by Choice was not a book at that time? It hadn't come out yet, or had the first version come out?
3: No, it didn't. I think the first version was 2009 or 2008.
1: Okay. So I have always called Carolyn the godmother of the solo practitioner, and we're super, super happy to have her. We've got a lot to talk about because her book just came out.
0: Yeah, if you're a solo and you don't know Carolyn, you're doing it wrong, period. I'll go as far as like get just get
1: the book, right? And th- I think there's so much. I, I don't know how many copies. I'm, I'm probably closing in on 100 copies that I've sent out to people. There are thousands of copies that have been sold tens of thousands, Carolyn. Are we in the five figure number?
3: It could be at least for the prior editions over the past decade. I mean people are always coming up to me saying that they've read the book even though I never knew that they had bought it. so
1: that has got to be the most flattering
0: thing, right?
3: It is it is I like I like being part of people's starts.
0: It's awesome. So third edition.
3: That's right. that's right.
0: And what's new in the third edition?
3: So it's really funny. Each time I do an update, so much has changed. And it's more than you think. I mean, when you're living through it, it's all incremental. But when you're looking back, it's crazy. So between now and 2013, which was the first edition, I would say one of the things, of course, is the pandemic and people being more accustomed to working from home, being more accepting of that, looking for ways to serve clients online. I mean, that's been a huge sea change. There's also, I think, a larger desire amongst lawyers to engage in some type of entrepreneurship, whether it's starting a firm or starting some kind of legal tech company or some sort of hybrid like the Hello Divorce model. So there's a lot more interest, I feel like, in starting a practice. So it's just a whole different zeitgeist now than it was before.
1: How has, I mean, we always, we, I'm kind of tired of talking about COVID, but it'd be interesting to hear your perspective on the entrepreneurial leanings of the legal industry during COVID. Has that accelerated or has, have people kind of gotten cautious and backed off on it?
3: No, I, I think it's it's interesting because I think COVID and especially the unfortunate, all the deaths surrounding it, I think it made people, first of all, really focus on what matters and realize that life is short and you really need to do work that's important to you. And if that means taking a risk, then you go for it. So I think COVID kind of forced people to just say like, what the hell, let's do it and, and see where the fallout is. And I think for the people who did that and who took that approach, there are huge rewards, both in either the success of their practice, or even if it hasn't succeeded, we're seeing the job market open up again. There are huge numbers of positions opening up at firms. And there are a couple of attorneys I know who started firms who have merged with or gone on to become of counsel at other firms just because they took the step of starting to begin with.
1: All right, I'm curious, take a trip down uh, memory lane. One of the things when you put out the next version of the book is you're not just adding to it, you're actually taking stuff away. What came out of the book that is... No longer relevant because it's you know it's like AOL.
3: Yeah, so that's a really good question. There is something in the book "Keep It or, or Leave It," which talks about these sort of legacy marketing tools like um, the direct mail, where you get lists from the court and send things to people, um, yellow pages. Some question about business cards and kind of a yes or a no. So there's there is a section that actually talks about some of those omissions. Other than that, it hasn't really been so much omissions as things that have just changed. You know, there used to be discussion about, you know, like checks clearing or getting physical checks. I mean, that's kind of been converted into, you know, credit cards clearing or getting credit card payments for things. So a lot of things have just more transitioned like that. The one thing about the first book is I never had rules like you've got to have a brick and mortar office or you have to do things this way. If I had written a book saying you have to have a brick and mortar office, that mandate would have come out. But- there's certainly more discussion of virtual options too.
1: All right,
0: with that, we've got to pay some bills. Mr. <laughs> Lockwood, hit the commercials. And I do want to get some of your thoughts. We're here at Tech Show. First time we're back. It's in person. It's great to see you. What kind of tips uh, do you have for folks that might be considering whether it's Tech Show or going to another kind of uh, conference or an event and making the most out of their experience from like a professional development standpoint?
3: So I guess, I mean, there, there's so much that's going on. I think this is a great opportunity to see vendors. One thing that is really exciting, and that's also a change from the first book, is, I mean, it's a buyer's market for solo and small firms. There is so much competition for their attention that you can pretty much go to any vendor and they will develop a bespoke solution for you, which is something we never had with like Lexus and Westlaw. I won't say anything else about those companies on here. You can if so you'd like just, to. No. <laughs> so I, I would say to you know get to know vendors whose products you are interested in and create relationships and tell them what your, your needs are and they'll work with you to come up with different solutions. And then I would say also talk to other participants at the conference and see what kinds of things they're doing because you don't have to reinvent the wheel. If somebody has like a cool workflow or a neat hack that they're using, you know, figure that out and implement it in your practice.
0: Awesome. Really great advice. So...
1: I'm curious. Gee and I are both vendors to the legal world. <laughs> oh right. no, 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 no! You've no, no, you like, revealed the big secret. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
3: Shh. No, so it, I'm
1: curious friend. on your comment there, and I think you're right. It's just never occurred to me before. I don't want to say desperation, but <laughs> but there are there are a lot of vendors, right? And they are very very eager, and they're looking at things like lifetime value of customers, and so it feels like at this moment the opportunities for informed lawyers to get the most out of vendors is kind of at the highest level it's ever been. Is that what you're saying?
3: Absolutely. I mean, it's just, you know, again, I remember, I mean, it was, you'd had Lexis and Westlaw, and then you had some of those like abacus or some of these very complicated practice management systems that were decided on your computer. And you had to work with a practice management person or somebody, a consultant to set it up. And the consultant was probably getting, kickbacks from the company. And so they were gonna do it their way, not your way. But now again, there's just so many independent companies coming from different industries. There's there must be like 10 new practice management systems or tools that I've <laughs> never even heard of before that are that are here marketing. So yeah. and they all have their own like kind of unique thing about them. So I think they're, yeah, they're really, like I said, I mean, it's a buyer's market like never before, and as it should be, because solo and small firms make up the majority of practicing lawyers in the U.S. There's no reason they should be the center of the show. It shouldn't be big law. It should be solos and smalls.
0: Power to the solos. woo
3: Mm. I love
0: it. (laughs) Well, Carolyn, thank you so, so much for joining us. The book, Solo by Choice, the third edition. You got to have it. If you're a solo, you're just missing the boat on this. Actually, if you're a law student also- I don't, do we have law students who listen to us? Probably not. I mean, look, honestly, if you're a practicing lawyer, you should be thinking, check this book out.
3: Yeah, I mean, it really, if I could just add, I mean, it really is a resource. It's not just a reflection on how I started my firm and the three tools that I used. I really spent a lot of time gathering and aggregating different uh, products and different ways of how to go about evaluating them. So even if you are a practicing attorney and you haven't modernized your firm or you're thinking about bringing in a new generation of attorneys, it just kind of gives you a very quick look at what's out there now and what's happening now.
0: With that, dear listeners, Conrad and Gee reporting live from ABA Tech Show 2022 in Chicago. Please do give us your feedback. Hashtag LHLM. Reach out to us. Subscribe on your favorite podcast, Do Hickey. If you want to be a friend of the pod, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much. Out.
2: Thank you for listening to Lunch Hour Legal Marketing. If you'd like more information about what you heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS. Follow Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And or download the free app from Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network. It's officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, or subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.